It slices, it dices, it makes all your dreams come true. The Creators Collective provides information not only on woodworking, but metalworking, leather, electronics and more. But that's not all. It also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions. Now, listen along as James Wright, Zach Herberholtz and William Walker fumble through answering your questions live each Thursday morning. Listen in now and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly installment of a Patreon subscription. But we're just getting started. And welcome back for another exciting episode of the Creators Collective. And we are going to have yet one more fun week this week. Uh, I know I say that every week is going to be fun, but this one is going to be especially fun because we have a guest in the audience here or in the, the, the hosts here. <laughs> Not, we have plenty of guests in the audience too, but uh, this week we have Darbin Orver, uh, the uh, YouTube channel and one who I have been watching for years now. Um, and uh, she does some really, really cool things, but I'll let you talk about that in a minute. And uh, both uh, Lynn and her husband are here to, to join us. So we get to have a different perspective this week. And uh, yeah, um, let's jump into uh, what we're working on. And uh, Zach, why don't you uh, kick us off? All right, I had my mic mic muted. That was I almost messed that up. Uh, I have dogs barking in the background. Hopefully, they don't come up, show up too loud. Um, so I have been spring cleaning, like intense spring cleaning, four days worth of completely restructuring the shop, and I still have probably at least two more days to go. It's uh, it's it's amazing. I mean, you know, anybody who's seen my videos knows that I don't have a ton of shop space. It's like a one and a half car shop. And, uh, I have already have a lot of tools and I have a lot more coming in, um, over the next, over the next few weeks, I'm going to be getting a, uh, a big hydraulic forging press, another 250 pound anvil, um, a mitering bandsaw, like a big mitering bandsaw. Um, what else? There's something else that's big that's coming low, like a huge industrial grinding station, like the big disc grinder and belt grinder. Um, so I have, I have probably 20, 30, 20, 25 square feet of, um, like industrial machinery coming in that I have to make room for. So, so when you're building the addition, <laughs> what's that? When you're building the addition, I, you know, I'm getting rid of so much stuff. Uh, it, and it's funny cause I just reorganized my shop like two months ago and I'm like, Oh my God, this feels so much bigger. And now I'm completely like all those I don't know if you guys have seen all like the huge tool racks that I built, like the big rolling shelves. I'm getting rid of all of those. And because all this equipment's got to sit up against the wall, it just, it's the only way that makes sense. So been, been just going to town on that. I have shelves everywhere. There's like almost no wall left on my shop that, that doesn't have shelves on it. So um, that's been the big focus that, and it, it's actually good because I know I've talked about it for a while about moving all of my, that 61 Apache that I'm restoring. Uh, I'm moving all of those videos that I had on my smaller channel that was dedicated to that. I'm moving all of those, uh, over to my main channel. So it's kind of giving me a nice little buffer to really go to town on my shop and not have to focus too much on cranking out content. So, um, although I do have some some builds I, I have finished. I just need to edit the videos, but it's, it's been busy. So that's what I've been up to. Yeah. Lynn, uh, why don't you uh, introduce you and your, your husband and uh, tell us what you've been working on. Sure. So yeah, I'm Lynn and I run the Darwin Orver YouTube channel along with Matt, my husband who's here today as well. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, we've been doing this for a while now and um, 
label actually just published a video today mm-hmm. about making a leather bag um, and been kind of going into the uh, the travel <laughs> mode lately. Yeah, most of the projects have been and will continue to be travel and uh, exploration, packing related kind of stuff. Uh, got some cool uh, kind of suitcases coming up. Uh-huh. Some uh, camera bags and uh, camera trunks, things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Hand tool uh, storage cases. Yeah. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. We have been, and we've been also been doing that kind of in the like last couple of videos have all been geared in that direction. Yeah. Did a Japanese so. style toolbox, small yeah. little box. Mm-hmm. Did some travel art boxes. I love that little canvas Riding box boxes. Made. Which one? The, the canvas and leather. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last week. That yeah. came out really well. Yeah. 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 Right. I really like uh, I really like how you guys really use mixed medium uh, with with your projects. Like you know, it's not just I'm working with leather today or I'm working with wood today. Or um, I just think it really adds something to your pieces. I've been been following you for a few years, and I've always liked that about you guys. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we are. We're actually thinking about uh, what we really would like to move and uh, get a bigger shop. Get a bigger shop. Build a bigger shop. <laughs> How many? How, do you know how many square feet your shop is right now? The indoor is like a it's like a it's like a one car garage, so it's twelve by sixteen. And oh wow! We have a carport that's even that's smaller than mine. Even smaller than that. That's outside. Right. So uh, yeah, there's the two shops together. Right. We want to build up like a barn, something huge. Yeah. Yeah. We that's, have. A, yeah. How do you have an outdoor shop in Oregon? Uh, by necessity <laughs> carport so there's, there's a roof yeah. <laughs> yeah that's where we have like all the dirty tools like the bandsaw the, the, the table saw everything the that rusts is outside exactly <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say do you have a hard time with uh, with rust and what's your and what's your favorite uh, cast iron tabletop rust preventative coating uh, mineral oil wax polish yeah and steel wool and use plastic tools whenever possible <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the hand tools don't. Uh, the hand power tools don't rust. Yeah, so we have a, a, a like a job site table saw that actually has a. Yeah, it's really it's, nice to. It's work really with. nice. It it's not. Rust or yeah. Anything. There's no. It's made to be outside mm. and wet. So. So whenever possible, get tools that are made to be outside, and otherwise, just you know, steel wool and yeah. wax polish. Yeah, the bandsaw and the lathe uh, is that's the problem, but mm. you know, you can clean off the rust. So. If you remember to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, before you use it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, that's, that's my thing now that I'm like, since we're planning on moving back to Oregon, hopefully before next summer. And I'm just envisioning like one of the, it's funny. My wife is always looking at pictures of houses there and I'm like, just show me the shop. I don't care. <laughs> like as long as you're happy with the house, I don't care. It can be whatever, as long as there's a decent sized shop. So that's like my new question that I'm asking everybody is like, how many square feet is your shop? Cause I just kind of want to know, like, <laughs> but I I'd like to, you know, if we, if we move out there, hopefully we can find a place with one, but I'm thinking like, th- you know, 30 by four, 20, 30, well, hopefully nice. about a thousand square feet would be like, wow. that would be, that would be nice. I feel like I could actually work effectively. That, that would that is. would be beautiful, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we uh, have kind of outgrown our. We were like a tiny house. Well, it's not a tiny house, but it's a really small house, and our property is small too. So we really want land, you know. We want like yeah. properties that we can build, you know, and uh, make you know build a bigger bigger make shop. Videos for those things. <laughs> yeah, right. it, it's it's funny to think because you know, like probably 10, 15 years ago, or when I was you know in my early twenties, 
Like I just imagine like, oh, I want to live in like a big urban city and like have all this stuff going around and like be and now I'm just like, I just want like a shack in the woods <laughs> with a big garage. Like, I just want to be away from people. I just want to be able to do my thing. It's it's funny. Cool. Yeah. Well, cool. Will, what you got? So, oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got a lot. So um, I'm finishing my basement. So I've been kind of putting the tool belt back on and uh, getting back to my roots of uh, framing. Uh, so I'm putting in a kind of an in-law suite, uh, with a hallway down to a bedroom and bathroom, uh, that'll be separate from my shop, which is in my basement. Um, I am working on a jointer video, uh, to showcase, uh, my new Grizzly jointer. I'm going to do, uh, five ways to use the jointer. Um, so it'll be, uh, edge jointing, face jointing, um, rabbiting, tapering and chamfering is the five ways that I'm going to use the jointer and kind of big news uh, in my household is I just went to the County and applied for a permit for a swimming pool. Ooh. <laughs> so I've got a lot of projects. Are you, are you going to have like one of those infinity pools because you have that cliff in the back of your yard? You know, I wanted to, but uh, wasn't in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> I have to Google infinity pool. It's like glass wall yeah. so cool. be underwater yeah. and still look out in the distance. In the the water. The- oh, have you seen have you seen the ones that are like overhanging yeah. skyscrapers and yeah. stuff in their glass and they're terrifying? Like that's <laughs> yeah, it's make me uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, so that's I got a lot of projects coming up with that. I'm going to make a whole pool house like guest crash pad outdoor kitchen you know entertaining area hmm. so that's uh kind of overwhelming i guess you stayed in the house What's for a that? while i guess you stayed in the house for a while yeah so uh we me and my wife built well me and my dad and my wife built uh our dream house uh, we had some family property and after we got married we had the the means and the know-how and the land to kind of build our forever home. So uh, we're on just under 10 acres, super private. I've got my thousand square foot shop in my basement. Um, James has been there. He's seen it. (laughs) So I didn't want to jump in when everybody was talking about, you know, bigger shops and, you know, Zach was like a thousand square feet would be perfect. I was like, Oh yeah, I've got (laughs) to. But yeah, so I've been, and getting into some spring cleaning. Um, I'm kind of looking at my lumber rack and thinking about opening it up to maybe some locals and saying like, you know, mm. hey, come out, offer me, you know, what you want for some for some boards. Um, kind of get some stuff out of my shop so I can do like a full cleaning just because I have wood like everywhere in every corner of my shop right now. So I'm thinking, thinking about doing a local hangout myself um, soon and doing it, calling it something like uh, save the scraps from James's fireplace. <laughs> That'd be cool. Actually, doing a cookout in the back with hot dogs and whatnot, and letting people go through the, the lumber rack before I burn it. That'd be cool. So, yeah, James, what are you working on? Well, um, this Saturday I ran a 50 mile race, uh, and that was fun. Wow. So, sounds exhausting. Yeah, it's like running a marathon and then turning around and running the marathon again. And uh, so, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are like, wow, that's a, that's a long distance. Well, in three months, I'm going to go run a 100-kilometer race. So it's like uh, – in this one will actually end up being like 64 miles total. 
That's insane. How does your body not run, stop? Just run, run, just run. Just give up. <laughs> well, my long term goal. His, his actually, body does. His mind just keeps going because it's <laughs> yes. James. All right. My, my long term goal is actually one out in Oregon. Uh, it's called Bigfoot, and it's 200 miles through the mountains, um, several 14 er peaks, um, and total climb over the course of the 200 miles is um, sea level to Everest twice. So that's. I'm hoping to do that one. Someday. So it's like the length of one CVS receipt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so just out of curiosity, like you, cause you used to run way back when, right. And then you stopped for a long time. And then you got back into it. Yeah. One day I just right? decided I want to run a marathon. So I trained to run a marathon, so like ran a marathon and then stopped running. <laughs> <laughs> so you, when, how long, like this little bout of running, like how long, how long ago did you get into it's, it's a little over a year uh, from couch to running 50 miles. That's insane. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I, I got so it. how often do you run? Like oh, as day? often as I can. Uh, usually yeah. six days a week, um, sometimes as little as five. Um, mm-hmm. My average week is around 50 miles of distance for the week. That's crazy. I got into it like a couple of years ago, and I always, I always hated running. My whole life I've hated it. And then finally, for some reason, I got into it, and I got you know from not running at all to running. I really just got – I mean, you know what I'm talking I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, like the zone where you just connect and you're like, this is the best thing in the world. And I started running like seven, eight miles a day. Like this was probably in a four, four or five month period. And then I was uh, running down a hill and I pulled my IT band and uh, I didn't realize it until I took a shower and I sat down and I tried to stand up. I'm like, my mm-hmm. leg doesn't work anymore. And God. so I stopped running for like six, seven months and finally, when I was able to get out there again, I ran like a half a mile and I felt terrible. And I'm like, this sucks. I'm never going to run again. <laughs> so <laughs> that was it for me. <laughs> it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, anyway. It's a different world. But uh, along with the, the running, I've actually been getting into the glue test. The yes. great and grand glue test is uh, I got the, the frame uh, that came in the, in the mail from uh, Wildman Tech and uh, um, he he welded up the frame and we'll be doing a, a video releasing it uh, this this week. Um, actually, creating the the frame to to build it um, to test it. But uh, I started actually doing the the test and I have glued up um, one thousand three hundred and fifty blocks, of which only one thousand two hundred and eighty are actually part of the glue test. The other ones are just um, preliminaries, so I can I can perfect how the test will actually be run. Um, so I've been, I've been starting to go through these and each one is taking a little less than a minute. Um, so you do the math, it's going to take me longer to actually run this glue test than it will to run 50 miles. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. I saw the setup. I was pretty blown away. I'm like, holy crap, that's all scientific and proper. Yeah. Yeah, All told, it's going to cost me a little over a thousand dollars to, for the full test, for the, the wood, for the testing, for all the glues, for the, the load cell and the frame and. I think it's pretty cool though, because this is without a doubt, like nobody, I don't think has ever done this rigorous amount of like, nobody's done this before, maybe like to a smaller extent, but yeah, there's I, been a few I mean, other videos. Is, I mean, Lynn, you did a, you did a wood test video a while ago. That was all right. My foot back. is in my mouth right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not, not nearly this uh, rigorous of a glue test with lots of different ones, but yeah, this was, it was a while ago. It was, uh, we were using weights. Yeah, what years ago? Yeah. What was the, what yeah. was the best? What turned out the best on yours? Epoxy. Yeah. Uh, was <laughs> the best. 
Um, uh, hot glue was surprisingly strong, I remember. I was very surprised about that. That did pretty good. Um, yeah, I was really thinking about adding hot uh, glue to my test after, after seeing yours. Like, I yeah. hot, hot glue <laughs> yeah. in the shop is like one of my all-time favorite little like, you know, tips and tricks of the trade. Um, things like uh, doing a glue block on the lathe, you can use hot glue. Um, setting drawer fronts on drawer boxes. Mm-hmm. If you put a little hot glue on it first and set it and then go back with screws from the inside of the drawer later. Uh, yeah. Our, our new favorite tool is the battery powered hot glue. Oh, yeah. No cord. It's yeah. wonderful. Wow. How yeah. long does it take to get hot? Just a few minutes. Yeah, not long. Pretty much like a regular yeah. one. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's got an on and off button, so it's even nicer. Right. That's great. So. Because yeah. the cord is always in the way. It's always tipping over. The, you know, everything is always annoying. Yeah, it sits so. up straight because it's got a heavy base with the battery, so it doesn't tip at you all. You know, for yeah, how, like, childproof of a tool that is, I feel like I've burned myself almost every time I've yeah. used hot glue, <laughs> which should be, like, you know, should be, like, one of the safer tools in the shop, but I seem to always But it is so way. hot. Yeah. I mean, it is incredibly oh, yeah. hot. And then so, the glue yeah. turns into, like, lava when you get it on your fingers, and <laughs> it's like, ow, ow, ow. Yeah. Yeah, did a video while like also a long time ago about just yeah, hot glue, glue hot yeah. glue hacks uh, with lots of yeah. different ways to use hot glue. Um, it doesn't last in the long term very well. No, it though. doesn't. It uh, becomes brittle and weak over time, and it's only initially. But yeah, like to to put the drawer fronts on, or yeah. you know, like for fitting things, it's great. Yeah, it's certainly uh, not something you'd want to build anything. With. No, <laughs> I'm gonna skip the wood glue this it's time just and just heat. go with the hot yeah, glue. It's not just the heat that it's time that degrades the quality. Interesting. Of the I, yeah, I guess I've never really thought about hot like going back to a project with hot glue because I usually reinforce something with. You know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, we've used hot glue for a few kind of minor uh, plexiglass to wood or something mm. like that, and and then you see over time that does not last. Yeah, it doesn't last. And I, and I think also the challenge with hot glue is that it dries so fast, so you can you know it adds uh, thickness. thickness to you know when you glue when you glue pieces together. So if yeah. you're not really really fast and get that really tight joint you yeah. you know it's it hard it cools too quickly yeah yeah but it is sure. pretty strong in the in the short term <laughs> yeah so i gotta ask um as we're talking about youtube and doing videos about things and the hot glue videos and things like that um how are you guys uh adjusting to shop life home life with a newborn yes. nap times are <laughs> wonderful <laughs> <laughs> He's napping right now. Well, it's definitely been harder to get things done, but yeah. uh, he's pretty good. So, how pretty old is good. he now? Too bad. Just four over months. Four months. Yeah. Four months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you guys have kind of like figured out ish. You know, your your four month routine. It's not just still figuring everything out. Or are you? I don't know. Um, that was pretty good. Pretty really. good. Yeah. yeah. Kind of got nap times down pretty good. And if you know, you say carrier. Like then I can get a lot of stuff done. Of course, I don't want to like use the tools or anything, you know, with him in the carrier. But like assembly work or, or sewing for like the we leather just got stuff. His ear protection today. Yeah, we just ordered yeah. <laughs> ear protection. Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so I noticed I saw something on Instagram. Um, I saw a picture of Lynn. You were, you had him in the carrier in front of you, and you were putting you were putting finish on something. I think um, has that changed the finishes that you like to use since you since you're working with him or 
Not really, because we've always I mean, been using like shellac and wax polish a lot and oils yeah. and things like that. So uh, plus we're outside most of the time yeah. doing the finishing anyway. Yeah, we never use any kind of uh, I mean, unless, oil-based like, varnish. Only anyway. like maybe on a countertop or something that but is... not with the kid. Of course yeah. not with the kid. But yeah. like in the past, we've only used those type of finishes in, in, in rare it's instances been of, anyway. It's been a while since we've actually finished any oil-based varnish. Yeah. Okay. So way before the kid's been here. So you're not, right. you're not using the, the extra high VOC stuff. You know. No water locks for you. <laughs> no, yeah, we tend not to use that in general. Yeah, but yeah. shellac has been the. Best I love shellac. Shellac and wax polish—that's yeah. like a magical combination, right there. It makes yeah. such a nice finish. And outside, so. it dries like instantaneously. Yeah, yeah. So, looks like we had a question here yeah. a second ago. Um, let me see if I can find it. Where did it go? Oh, uh, make Brooklyn oh, ask. Uh, do you feel like you're back to your pre-baby productivity level? <laughs> pretty close, yeah. I think. I, I would say pretty close. Uh, Matt's been in the videos a bit more, uh, just because sometimes it's challenging for you know to to just have me be in the videos in the same way. So by with like doing some changes like that, um, and then just trying to be much more uh, like on top of things. So when you actually get, you know, have time to do something, then you're like, okay, let's do this. You know, you're not just like hanging out in the same way. You know. You definitely have to prepare more for each thing. Right. Man, that's like my daughter's almost three and I haven't gotten back to my product. product <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It, but of course, it is harder. It's much harder. It's not like it's easy, you know. But uh, we're yeah. hoping he's going to be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not until like four or five that they can actually start doing things in the shop and it becoming a fun place other than just let's make a mess and yeah. get into yeah. things. <laughs> that's that's what I'm loving now is I'm, I'm, they're all getting to the stage now where they come into the shop and they bang around on boards and have fun themselves. But, uh, so it's actually getting a, getting to be a fun time with daddy thing. <laughs> yeah. I think his first tool will be a broom. Mm. <laughs> make him, make him useful. That's good. That's good. Yeah. My daughter just, loves to sweep up the shop because I keep a pretty messy shop. So she comes in there and she goes, oh, daddy, we need to clean up this mess. And she grabs the broom and starts pushing. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, Make Brooklyn says, my, uh, my oldest is 24 and I'm still not back to my pre <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think part of it is also cool. – so, uh, when when you when you when you're required when you're putting out videos for a living, there's there's kind of a requirement to to meet the production level. Yeah, it it puts but, you uh, uh, in a, in a different mindset as opposed to because some people are like oh you know a, a lot of people who watch the videos they have a different mindset when they make things because they're doing it in their free time or or you know to relax and then they're like oh I could never do this because you know that's when you're but this is our job so this is what we do for a living so that is it's just different from that point of view so it's not so like we make stuff we want but on a, on a like a time budget yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so i was going to ask about that so you guys are full-time youtubers right exactly. is that is that where most of your income comes from or oh. are you doing any commission pieces no, no, no. Like, no, we're 100 youtube other than we made mallets wow. and stuff like that but we never yeah no, never wax polish a little bit but yeah. that's just for fun it's like not a big deal yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is most of that is the, most of that income from AdSense or Amazon affiliate links or uh, wax polish sales? Are you lobbying to be our financial <laughs> advisor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just in a similar uh, where I've kind of gone 
somewhat full-time on the maker YouTube furniture maker brand deals. Are you way selling of furniture? YouTubing. Uh, I am. Yeah. Um, be, it, my goal when I started this was to make whatever I wanted and then to sell that, but it kind of flip flopped where, uh, I got commissions. People just said, Hey, I heard you're a woodworker. Like, can you make me this? And then I said, yeah, sure. Like, you know, the money's great. So I would make one thing. And then in the middle of that build, I had to get somebody else coming in with a commission. And then I'd have to put that in front of the, the next thing that I wanted to make. And so now I'm kind of in this like all commission based, but still wanting to get back to making what I want to make, but still paying the bills. Type of thing. Yeah. Well, every time, every time a new video goes out, people email and they're like, Oh, I'd like one of those. Well, can you make me one or something like that? Get a lot of that kind of stuff. And uh, I guess if you go down that road, you're never going off that road. Yeah. And so it, we, we don't want to go down that road. Right. It's very hard to focus on more than one thing. On you the know? other hand, it's, it's always hard to turn down money. So you have mm -hmm. to think carefully. And we definitely want to make videos. <laughs> With hand tools, if someone says, hey, can you make me a dresser like the one you just made? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. With the time and money I have into it, the dresser will cost you $35,000. $35, yeah, but also it's going to be at the expense of your YouTube channel. Right, because you're not, then you're going to be making another video by making the same dresser and you just did oh, that. Or you Exactly, video. or it's not like you're going to do a video about that one project. You'd be like, this is a 10 series video or whatever, yeah, if I it's a really complicated video. These are all how-to channel. People want to see how to do things. Do different so things. It's not like how to sell things. Yeah. yeah. Not us anyway. Yeah. yeah. With the hand tools, it just gives me an easy out and then I can say, you know, you pay me 35000 and I'll make one for you, but... Uh, <laughs> most people then go oh okay well yeah i guess you're worth it your work is worth it but uh i'll, I'll go somewhere else <laughs> yeah uh so what's the average view count on not like a super special build but just uh, something you're trying to put out that's simple maybe a small box or you know something that's not highly searchable but it's just your your regular audience about how many views do you get a video. Well, the, 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 uh, the art box thing is like a hundred thousand. That one did really well. Yeah. Uh, uh, although I don't, it, yeah. it, it really goes, it really depends yeah. so much. And it always, this, this it, today's leather bag, who knows? Yeah. Um, who knows? Because again, we, it's weird. Cause it's a, it's not, it's not a woodworking project. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned that you like is, is also like a problem in some ways, because we do go into a lot of different types of mediums and do a lot of different types of videos and, and, you know, go from working on electronics projects to woodworking to leather work. And, uh, you know, audiences sometimes get confused <laughs> when you do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I, I did. Um, when I started moving those truck videos over the other day, I gained like 120 subscribers and I lost like 110 subscribers just cause it was like, <laughs> it's still fabrication. It's still like the same stuff that I do on my site on my main channel, but it was just a little bit different and uh, it was just kind of interesting yeah. to watch, but you know, all the comments and stuff are really positive, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying as far as kind of mixing it up sometimes makes it confusing. Well, I guess if you want to have a successful channel, you have to focus. And it's really, really hard to focus. Really hard to it's focus. It's not always fun to focus. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far to say if you want to have a success. It, I guess it depends well, on your definition you of wanna, success. If you want to have it the biggest possible channel, you want to have it the most focused you can. Well, yeah. people know what they're getting when they're yeah. tuning in, when they yeah. know what to expect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, have, yeah. It's, it, I mean, and that's kind of one of the things that seems like it's been coming up in my mind a lot is just like, 
how do you define success? I mean, if I start comparing myself with everybody else on YouTube, I do not feel successful. But then when I take a step back and I'm like, I love what I do. I wake up every morning. I'm happy. I have the best life I've ever had. Like that's I'm in that, in that sense, I feel like I'm pretty successful and being able to do what I want and not have to. I mean, the reason, the reason I got into doing this is because I loved it and I don't want, for me, I don't want to compromise that to make content own to only make content that I think is, will go viral and do this and that. Then I feel like it turns into the same job that I quit. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just, well, I guess as long as you're making money and you like what you're doing. Exactly. Well, that's all that exactly. matters. Yeah. 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 But you got to have both those things. Right. It's yeah. hard to, uh, to not, you know, to, to continue that, like if that, you can't that, subs- that number next to the subscribers, it's like the, the ring from Lord of the Rings. It's just like that precious thing that you can <laughs> get so well, attached I think to. I think subscribers are interesting because it definitely indicates how well you're doing at any given moment. Mm-hmm. The, ra- the rate at which you're growing. Yeah. It, the your overall your number, future potential. Yeah. The overall number might be meaningless, but the rate is basically saying how you're connecting with people. Yeah, we've got some. Yeah. And so we watch that concept. Right. Uh, we've got some great questions coming in the live chat. Um, if you don't mind me kind of jumping in, um, the duck, uh, the duck asked, who is the first to get involved in woodworking and how do you split up the work? Uh, I think that's directed at the Darbin Orver channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we uh, first got into the house, we basically we needed to needed refinish stuff. the floor, and we started refinishing the floor, and we went from there. Started getting some tools. We do we do kind of clash over who gets to use the space yeah. sometimes. Um, Big issue. So Big issue. Yeah, we both kind of like this stuff. So yeah. We, we, that's why we each want our own shop. That's why we're looking to live and just go somewhere and start fresh and build a big shop or two shops, maybe. But now with the um, kid, uh, it's a little easier to get free time on the tools. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So, yeah, we both love it. And, and we've been doing it uh, for a couple of years now. I mean, I mean. We both kind of, I did some in school when I was young, mm-hmm. uh, but then I didn't do it for a long time. You know, when you're, when you're a kid, that's different from when you're an adult uh, doing we, stuff. When we first got into the house, uh, basically all we had was hand tools. So mm-hmm. I used to build everything with hand tools at first. Yeah. We didn't have a table saw for a couple of years. Mm. So... Um, I remember yeah. thinking, uh, like, before we had the table saw and we bought, like, three-dimensional lumber, you know, if we were building a uh, coffee table or something, and then, you know, you, you had no way to had no way to rip wood. So yeah. then you had to go out and bought, like, hemlock one-by-twos or something like that, and, you know, outrageously expensive. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, if we get a table saw, we could rip framing lumber, and how much wood money would we save, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, yeah very cool um all right pale dog tool company asks uh did you start your ch- this is a question for all of us apparently um did you start your channels with the intent of making it a full-time job or did you grow into it grow into it we grew yeah. into it yeah cool so you just started doing it for fun and then it kind of uh, do you still have your first videos up totally i've never gone just yeah um, yeah no, I think, I think we, a we couple. Took we took down a couple. Yeah. yeah, they were a little. Yeah, you know, like ah, I don't, I don't want to see that anymore. You know, like I, can, I still feel yes. that when I go back and watch the, some of the old videos, it's like I oh, got, I can't look at that. I think our Facebook video is still more relevant now than ever. Yeah, I think so. We did a video on why I, why I quit Facebook a while back, um, but um, it's like four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
<laughs> so we did a lot more stuff like that. We weren't doing straight woodworking. And then we would do these little philosophy pieces. Right. It was kind of like a playground. And I had just gotten like a, we just got a video camera or, or a DSLR camera that you could do video with. And I was like so excited to do videos in general. And I was making silly videos about anything and everything. And then I realized that if I actually wanted to get better, I needed to uh, focus. Uh, I couldn't just like make videos about pine cones in the woods, you know, taking a walk, <laughs> which I was doing. Um, so then uh, it kind of, thought it would be a good mix and match to kind of film and make videos about the kind of stuff that we were doing around the house and anyway um or building but, and getting yeah, into things and then it was more than just that because it was about uh, facebook it was about yeah whatever, right oh because yeah things. and then go, going back to that you know you want to do videos about everything and anything in the world and it's not always a good idea but that's fun and that's kind of the where we started from that point of view that to just yeah. kind of play with things play with the world and, and ideas and things like we've that we've been throwing around the concept of an education channel oh, so many different channels it's like yeah. I, if you could live multiple lives, I would love to have so many channels, but it's so hard when you have to focus on one general you know, area anyway, even though we go all over the I'm right there with area. you. Uh, How about you guys? Uh, well, on that multiple channels thing, being a photographer and a woodworker, for the longest time, I thought about having two channels myself, having a photography channel and a woodworking channel. Um, and then I never did it. And now I'm kicking myself because I look at the insane growth of Peter McKinnon. And I had that, that idea way before him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so I got into it just because it was a local – I thought it was a, a way to – generate local buzz um, within my community uh, about the things that I was making and then hopefully going to sell. Uh, and then, as you know, once you start YouTubing, you know, your, your, your audience becomes global. And, uh, and that kind of got me going. Uh, and now that I'm in a position where, you know, the channel is actually making some money and I've got some brand deals and things like that, uh, yeah, He's right. Um, well, I, I don't have to worry so much about the price of tools and things like that because I've, I've got a pretty benevolent backer. Um, but yeah, so now it's become more of a full time job. Uh, but that's yeah, that's I got into it for fun and for local marketing, and it turned into something else. Zach, James, how about you guys? For me, it was uh, it was a hobby. I always video as I have now like eight different YouTube channels. Eight. Um, but uh, I, I always video my hobbies and just have a, a, a channel. With How many do you keep up information with? Information about that for me. Um, I'm regularly uploading about four of them. Are they all related um, to woodworking? Oh no, no, no. Well, I have I have uh, Wood by Right too, which is kind of my catch-all for anyone who might be interested in the background for Wood by Right. Mm -hmm. Then I have my personal channel, which is whatever hobby I'm currently running in the background. Um, I have another one for uh, making an airplane. I have another one for. Um, my uh, weight loss. I have another one for real estate. Whoa! <laughs> uh, yeah, guys. <laughs> you are if you didn't realize, place. James is like this. He's an alien. I'm pretty sure that, like, he just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all of mine start out as just a hobby, and I, I I put them out more or less to document what I'm doing, so I can go back and look at it. Um, but with the hand tools, other people just randomly started watching it, which was kind of like, who else was crazy enough to do this? And uh, so I actually, I kept up all my original videos, which are despicably horrible. Um, but I, I do that so that people can go back and see the entire journey. Because my first video was, I bought my first hand plane, I brought it home and I was talking about it. Um, so people can see the whole journey of learning hand tools from absolute day one to where I am now. 
Wow. So your life is pretty much like the Truman Show is what you're getting at. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you find that it's difficult, uh, like that your attention goes in a lot of areas and that you, you know, it's hard to focus if you have a lot of channels? Yeah. Yes. Uh, because I am I'm the type of person, I always have a new hobby. I'm always picking up something new and trying something new and experimenting and playing and learning. Um, I, I love learning something new. Uh, so staying with a hobby, it was was difficult. It is now becoming easier, particularly with woodworking, because it is, it's a very large portion of the family's income. And so it's kind of turning into a job. I'm trying to keep the fun of the hobby, but because it's becoming income, it's being a little more easy for me to actually focus on it. It's being something I can easily schedule. How about you, Zach? Um, are we still on the hobby question? Uh, yeah. When you started your channel, was it? Did, <laughs> oh. did you have the intention of it being a thing or is it just for fun? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Uh, no, not really. I mean, I knew I wanted to get into this and do. So when I moved here, this was when like the fire was just starting to, to catch. Like when I moved here and I'm like, this is what I want to do. I know it. I want to make stuff. And the idea was that like, everything's going to be uh, commission work, which it has been always. And it will always be a huge part of what I do. I love, I actually really enjoy um, the, the constraints and stuff of doing commission work. So um, not all of my pieces are now that I have some sponsors and it kind of frees me up to do some things. But um, so my plan was, well, I'm going to turn, I'm going to do commission work. And uh, I did. And within, I figured when we moved here, I figured, okay, well, hopefully within a year to two years, I can go down to part-time. And then with the end goal of, you know, quitting my job and I ended up quitting my job after like six months. So, so uh, but as far time. as the YouTube, what's that? You guys are all full-time then. YouTube. None of you have a nine to five yeah. job on, and this is what you do on the side. No, well, I'm no. kind of in a different boat because I'm a, I've always been self-employed. Um, so, but it's just where the focus is. I'm taking on more photography work or, you know, furniture commissions or brand videos for other brands. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm full-time at home in my shop unless I'm on location. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the YouTube thing started as just kind of a, something that I thought would be kind of fun. It was actually the making it podcast. I, I it was like, I think it was when they were relatively new and one of the episodes like, just do it, just like film something and put it up. And I'm like, okay, I'll film something and put it up. And I did. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. Like seeing people watch your stuff and comment. It kind of made me, you know, it was just a, a cool feeling. So I started posting more elaborate stuff on there and it was just turned into kind of a fun thing. And that's the way I want to keep it. I just want to keep it fun. Well, it is kind of addictive, isn't it? Once you start it doing is. it and it's got like a positive feedback yeah. loop and it's yeah, just, you know, you get to do what you really like and then people get to can, watch it and they comment and it's like so much fun. It is, but it can turn on you very quickly. It's a very, you have to, <laughs> you have to, you have to keep the reins tight because, uh, you know, I, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Like, as soon as for me, as soon as it becomes about those, those numbers and your growth and you start looking at the math and the statistics, then it's like not fun anymore. <laughs> like it can, and you don't even realize that you're like, you have to step back sometimes. You're like, Oh my God, I need to like, I need to, I need to distance myself from this cause it's stressful. So Are you looking it at can the be analytics too much. Oh, it's, it's, it's so hard not to do that. It's so hard not to get, to get caught up in that negative feedback loop. So, you know, so, uh, but you know, when you step back and you look at the whole, the whole big picture, it's, it's great. So 
Well, uh, we're actually getting kind of close on time. So let's, uh, we had, we had one question that I actually really liked. Did we? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, I like this one. Um, if you had to stop making videos and get a traditional job, yeah. what would you pursue? I'm assuming that by just to make the question probably more entertaining, I'm, I'm assuming they mean like that we can't just go into oh, building. That was going to be my work. answer. So, well, obviously that's, that's why you have I have to said, have someone else pay you for an hourly wage. Can we just say like what we would do? Can we open it up and just say, what would you do if ooh, you ooh, astronaut. couldn't? build stuff for a living. <laughs> are we going likely scenarios here or just like, whoa, like I'm a five-year-old yeah, kid. Definitely this super is what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> oh, I'd actually, yeah. I'd actually have an easy one. I'd go back to the job I just left. That was my, my absolute dream job. Um, oh, what did you do? I, I uh, built theater sets, really high end, like larger than Broadway theater sets. Um, and it was a absolute dream job that I, lived my life. We just found out that uh, we were paying the babysitter slightly less than I was making. So what was the point of me working? And so I became a stay-at-home dad after that. Um, but yeah, I had an absolute blast at that job. I, I would I would gladly work that for the rest of my life. Hmm. It's such a weird concept to think about, I think. Well, we've never actually had real jobs. Uh, last no. time I had a job was at high school. Yeah. Uh, and I worked in the golf course. <laughs> and, uh, that was fun. But otherwise, we've had software. Yeah. Uh, we designed software. And that, so that's... Go back to that, I guess. That's I fun. guess so. That's... I don't know. I have this, this. I have this like romantic like view of me like going out in the woods by myself where I would like write wonderful book and paint paintings, you know, like <laughs> in this like, you know. Sense and sensibility. Exactly. <laughs> this nonsensical world, you know, where it's like, I don't know, you get paid magically and you, you know... You live this idyllic life. Um, I can kind of picture that. I guess that's not, not a normal job, though. That's either, close. So. I don't think it has to be a normal job. I think it's just. I think. I think the root of the question mm-hmm. is like, what would you do <laughs> you know, yeah. if you couldn't do this? Or going to food. Food would be fun. Yeah, yeah. we were thinking about. We, a food we did some food stuff for yeah. a while. Yeah. So something related to food. Would Low be barrier fun. to entry there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and photography. Don't. That would oh, be photography. Fun. We love photography. Say, that don't would be do so it. much fun. Yeah. Oh, we would love to do a photography channel too. <laughs> well, no. we throw that kind of stuff on the second channel. Yeah, we've it done would, a few developing and yeah, like, like developing that. and getting into yeah. medium format and a few things like that. And yeah, yeah. I think I think I would. Uh, you know, this is kind of more of the philosophic answer. I would like to just get a backpack and just like travel <laughs> and do. It's a lot of money in that. I've heard. Well, no, I mean not for a career, <laughs> but like just for like you know like. Just, well, I mean, I, I think it would be interesting. I bet, you know, if you if you found the right places, you could probably just work odd jobs to have people, you know, give you enough money to eat and just travel and explore and kind of kind of like a gypsy. Here. What's that? <laughs> like a hobo. Yes. Like, I mean, well, I mean, you know, there's the people that like hike the Pacific Crest Trail and they kind of do stuff yeah. similar to that. And it's just you kind of... <laughs> kind of learn how to be resourceful and hopefully sounds like a great thing when you're 16. Exactly. I know, but, <laughs> but I don't know. I think, well, there's all sorts of channels now where people living in vans. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I think, I think there's, you know, if you, you did a little bit of research, I, I bet you could make it work. So I, I mean, uh, you guys are laughing. Like it, it is kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> like, I mean, I, ha- I, d- I don't think you're going to die. 
I don't, you know what I mean? Like if you have a skill set and you go through, you know, have tables on rural channel, rural America and you can, you know, well, I like the idea of it, but this is definitely a loner's life. This oh, is yeah. not family yeah. or anything like that. You have to ditch them, first of all, you know, that's if you have true. a family, which I assume you do. So, you know, bye-bye. Yeah. And uh, That's very true. It's like living on a sailboat kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah, a buddy yeah. of mine I would had a right. sailboat and lived on it for yeah. three years. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. See, it's not that ridiculous mm. after all. <laughs> we would need at least two sailboats. Yeah, we need two sailboats. <laughs> <laughs> One for all the tools. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Maybe like three. His and yeah, it's an shop. I, I like that kind of, you know. And I just, I just recently read, like, finished reading a whole bunch of like books that are pretty much just people like moving out into the middle of nowhere and living off the land. And I think that would you've read Walden, be haven't really, you? I have, yes, Walden and uh, all the the Dick Prenicky stuff, journals, and uh, I mean it. It's crazy to read that. I mean, it's just so much different from what you'd expect. These people that go into the middle of nowhere with nothing. And instead of talking about how much they miss people, they're like, this is so great. I've been here for a year and <laughs> I've only seen two people and I love this. So it's just kind of. We were watching We were watching a video earlier today where a guy's taking his uh, Jeep and doing some camping for many days. And, uh, and it wasn't very good. And it could have been really good. But the problem was, is the guy clearly had someone else with him that he didn't, he wasn't making note of, and that you can see the camera moving around, trying to follow him. He never got comfortable because he's with somebody else. Yeah, you have to be alone in that yeah. situation. You really need to talk to the camera in a relaxed way by yourself. Yeah. And he wasn't doing that, and that's why it wasn't it wasn't as fun as it could have been. Yeah, it didn't feel intense, you know, like I'm on this journey by myself, and this is what I'm gonna think about like I'm and bo- do. I'm really bored sometimes, and it's you, get, you start getting loopy. I, I, I've yeah. mentioned Talking I've mentioned this guy a handful of occasions, but you guys should look up Dick Prenicky or Prenicky. I don't know how it's pronounced. P R O E N N E K E. Oh, this is the one. Yeah, from yeah, it's that guy there, and. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's got I a documentary yeah. too, but his books great too. It's like the best yeah. bedtime read because this guy is just just his journals talking about like nature yeah. and how beautiful mm. everything is, and it's just like such a nice, such a nice read. It's just a good way to puts your mind in a good happy place. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he died by himself. No, he can't. Out there. Well, Dang. I don't know if he uh, uh, died yeah. out there. It actually in the book it was his. I mean, he was out there till he was in the yeah, 80s well, at least. Yeah, he lived out there for now. like 20 years. Yeah. And then like, I think his family was somewhere in like central, not central America, but like the what Midwest. I don't even, our, that part of the country, it's like there's no good description for it that makes geographic sense. But he's in like Kansas or something his family was. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to get a bunch of great mail on that one. But uh, so like he, he lived out there in Alaska for like 20 years or something. And as he got older, he would um, for the winters, he'd fly back to wherever he lived. So he was only out there for like three, four five months a year towards the end. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, his, his refrigerator yeah. was the well, ground. his woodworking. Yeah. I mean, oh. like the, the yeah. joinery and like the latches and stuff. And yeah. I mean, he built that whole cabin. He's yeah. Great with an just a guy. just a cool guy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. <laughs> That's cool. Well, let's see. We have the uh, creators photo challenge. Uh, this will be doing the, the final next week. So uh, for those of you who are wanting to get into that, uh, you have to do is post a picture on Instagram with the hashtag creators photo challenge. And uh, this time it is a picture in black and white. So something in your shop, black and white, uh, make it artistic and uh, have a little bit of fun with it. We're having a, a few good entries and I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. The, uh, the last couple have been, have been a lot of fun. 
So that's due next week, and we'll be picking winners. For a prize that has not yet been determined. Yes, wig curls from my shop floor. (laughs) It's your turn, James. We should uh, alternate (laughs) prizes. So what you? Yeah, I think we have. You did the first one. Will's doing the second one. I'll do the third one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we don't have a joke of the week. Uh, oh man, we have one where's, to add. where's Jeff Gruff when you need him? <laughs> yes, yes, he's always adding them. Um, let's get into uh, what's our inspiration for the week. What are we watching or reading? Uh, Will, what you got? Uh, so I've been watching. I've uh, so table saw runout videos. So a few weeks ago, I was cutting. Um, a pretty gnarly slab, um, just squaring it up on my crosscut sled on my table saw, and the offcut um, became a wedge and jammed itself between the kerf of the sled and the table saw blade and locked everything up in my shot. Yeah, it was like really like I had to change my pants, um, <laughs> and uh, so I had to to get this. Why did you have to change your pants? Well, <laughs> I got some sawdust on them. That's that's what happened. Um, <laughs> So the whole thing just got jammed up and I had to take a mallet and beat on the sled just to get it free from the blade. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, and so after that, the, oh God. the blade wasn't cutting very well. And so I just assumed that I had bent the blade. Um, I took that blade off. Uh, I ordered a new blade, um, the Forest Woodworker 2 Special Grind Number 1, which has a flat bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like an assault yeah. weapon. <laughs> so it's the, the Forest Woodworker 2, which is like this, you know, really, really well-reviewed um, woodworker's combination blade, kind of a do-all blade. Um, but it has a special grind to where it has a rip tooth every so many teeth. Um, and then the the alternate the alternating tooth bevel is actually um, kind of knocked down a little bit. Uh, so it's supposed to leave a flat bottom groove for if you're making any kind of box joint or dado or um, anything like that. And so I ordered that blade and I put it on and I was still getting um, some cross hatch marks on my rip cuts. And so I broke down the whole saw, recalibrated everything, you know, the, the miter slots parallel to the blade and the miter slots parallel to the fence or the fence parallel to the miter slots, making sure everything was calibrated. I got everything to within two thousandths of an inch. Uh, and I'm still getting a little bit of cross hatch on my, uh, on my rip cuts with this brand new $160 blade. And I don't know if it's just me like messing, if it's just messing with my mind and that's how well it's always cut. Or if I, if I actually damaged the Arbor on the, table saw and I'm only getting less than a half a thou when I t- put the dial indicator on the arbor flange. Um, so I've been researching what else it could be. Uh, and I actually ordered another arbor and bearings. Um, how, how good is your uh, geometry? P- pretty good. Your, tri- your trig, I should say. <laughs> uh, my trig, not so much. <laughs> because whatever your run out at the arbor is, is going to be magnified by, you know, a five inch radius or something. Yeah, so I've got about five thou run out just below the gullet of the tooth of the blade. Um, and so that half thou at the flange is getting multiplied, obviously. But I'm, That seems like it would be within – I don't know what the numbers are, but that doesn't seem bad. That's to what me. everybody says. You know, I've been checking on all the forums, and um, they're like, oh, yeah, five thou is well within spec. And I'm like – but huh. I'm still not totally happy with the, the cut quality. And I don't know if it's always been that way or if it, this blade just isn't as... Mine's, I mean, mine's set up, like I set my my whole saw up really, really... There's a video of me doing it when I put the new fence on it. And uh, 
I mean, I still even get a little bit. It's really flat, but I still get just a hair of. Um, I don't know what James is laughing. I've got an here. answer for you. <laughs> okay, handsaw. <laughs> what? No, and I can and I can definitely go back with a hand with a smoothing plane uh, afterwards. It's just I don't know if it's like. Well, yeah. you have a joiner, right? But yeah, I mean, it's like okay. I shouldn't have to joint. I don't. I don't think you're i mean i don't think i've ever gotten like a perfectly like i get really good but if you look really close i don't think i've ever had like a glass finish off of the table saw okay. when, it, when it burns really you know. good you get a glass finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 well is it, is yeah, it glueable? I, it's just I, it, again it's my own mind uh bad word um <laughs> do you have your fence angled out however many thousands it's supposed to be canted uh, out there is the back, debate on that the, uh, whether it should be perfectly parallel or canted out or toe out. Um, I, I towed mine out super. So I can't remember that it was, it was some fraction of thousands of an inch. Just, I, I, it was very small and I've never once had an issue. I've used that saw for two years. For mine, issue. So I'm a, I'm a believer of the can't for the mine, toe out from front to back. Camp, I'm apparently. within five thou of parallel like in and out like it just kind of flickers just a little bit with i think it's two thousands towed out at the back but i got to the point where i was like i can't believe you're measuring and down to the two thou and like <laughs> it shouldn't have to be that yeah. you can stop wondering you know. then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> move on <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. that's where i'm at and i'm just gonna get yeah. back to work but th- so i've been watching videos on table saw <laughs> well that's up. where this was leading i was wondering where well, does the well, inspirational I mean, punchline lie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, theoretically, your toe out should be more than your arbor run out because otherwise it's not really toe yeah, out. Right. Just a thought. Good point. Anyway. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> well, I've got, uh, I've got a, a fun piece of inspiration that uh, is I, I, I recently bought a set of stone carving chisels because I want to get into doing some stone carving. Uh, I figured that would be that really... That sounds so much fun. Yeah. I, I know. I'm bringing that in and I'd love to have a... a, 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 a a piece that's both stone and wood and the carving transition, the carving continues through the stone into the wood. Um, and so I've got all these ideas running through my head. So I was, I was doing some research online and I came across um, Seth Rowland, uh, which I've seen some of his work before, but I haven't seen his, his stone work, which is incredible. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, so I've, I've been binging on seeing some of his stuff. Uh, so I just put a link to his, uh, his stuff on here, but he has these tables that if you imagine a coffee table and you cut a hole in the coffee table so that a boulder fits down through the hole and then the base underneath then cradles the boulder in this odd location of a natural feeling coffee table, just absolutely gorgeous stuff. And so I'm, I'm thinking about taking that idea and doing a jump into um, some of the the hand tool joinery and then doing some stone carving with it and um, just a crazy amount of inspiration on that site. So definitely check that out. Sounds like uh, a lot of fun. Seth, Seth Rowland. Yeah. Yeah. And everything I'm, <laughs> everything of, I'm looking yeah. at with stone carving is it's, it's really not that much different from wood carving. It's just slower. Um, just hmm. Go to town. on. Kind of makes me think about another uh, channel that we've been watching a little bit lately, which is not really like really stone, but more brick laying. And that's Mike Haddock. That's his name, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and he's like a master bricklayer. Well, he also or, goes around to, yeah. uh, you know, the pyramids. Uh, he goes to China and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's, uh, he's, Denmark. Yeah. 
in various places and looks at all brick like houses and construction walls construction and, and things like that and analyzes how they're being how they're he's, made he's, fun. he's got a good person yeah he's really laid back yeah. how do you, how do you spell that i want to write that in the notes because i don't look it up h-a-d-u-c-k yeah wait i, I think i was talking over the beginning of that his first name is mike yeah yeah it should be easy to find yeah he still puts out videos new yeah and he's got lots of like how tos oh, yeah. as well. We've done, how some, he does. Uh, we've done some brick some and stone brick, work too. Yeah. We built a wall and things like that. And like a little seating so wall. We and definitely then would like to build uh, more. With, once uh, we get our brick. fantastic property, uh, yeah. you know, who knows where. It'd be yeah. fun to get into that. After doing that wall, bricklaying is a, you have a lot of respect for those lot, guys. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of hard work. Hard to get, yeah, exactly. Lining it all up and, and keeping it straight and. Yeah. Um, and it looks so beautiful, even yeah. if it doesn't, even yeah. if, if you even if you don't like make it perfect, it still looks beautiful because then you're like, yeah, oh, it looks cool. so vintage and old, cool. you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see, Zach, what you got? That's kind of fun. So I just uh, finished a book and started a new one. I'm reading. It's called The Story of Art, and uh, one of the things I've noticed because I've read a lot of books on design that kind of cover the span of history, but obviously, like art and design are super closely related, but all the books that I've read only deal with like, um, you know, design as it apply or like the, the different periods of art, like, uh, you know, uh, art nouveau and, and, you know, modern and all of that as it pertains to design, but so much of the design originated from the art. So they're all like art in a broad sense is very codependent. I mean, it can, it can cover, you know, architecture, painting, all these different fields. And I just, I feel like I'm not really well versed in, uh, that, that other side of art and it all ties in together. So I've been, this book kind of covers the whole gambit of, uh, art from the beginning of stone paintings, you know, and, and it kind of works up through sculptures and all the different periods. So so it's just kind of a different perspective on the Hmm. art in a broad sense. So it's really well written, really easy to read, a lot of good pictures. So, what about you two? You got yeah. anything other than uh, Mike Heddock? Um, well, the photography ones. We yeah. like uh, watching, uh, like Nick is, Carver. Yeah, he's, you know he's got a great photography channel. He does like um, panoramic, medium format. Yeah, um, he does that six by seven shots uh, in the desert. Yeah, and what yeah. I love about his stuff, and some of there's a couple of guys who are, who are doing this. Uh, they go out to find the one shot. You know, they don't go out with a digital camera and like have all the options in the world. They go out and they go out scouting and planning and they have this idea, this one shot they're looking to get. Um, So each shot matters. And so it's all about this journey of finding that and setting it up and and going out. And then the journey, yeah, the traveling. It's really fun. Love that. Yeah. Did you guys ever see um, it was the guy that turned a box truck into a camera? Um, Oh, you mean like a camera obscura? Yeah, and he went out to um, like Half Dome, and he parked his, uh, you know, his mm-hmm. camera truck, um, and did this, you know, really cool exposure, and like made it into this giant print. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I've seen people do that kind of thing, but not the one you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, otherwise I would say it, but um, I just remember that one stuck out. I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool project. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Expended project. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we end up watching a lot more YouTube than pretty much anything else. Yeah, it's like a ton all day. And then you get into yeah. something, and then that kind of leads to something else, and it's like a yeah, yeah wormhole. Because we don't have regular TV, so we just pretty much watch YouTube and <laughs> things like that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Same here. 
Well, um, what's the uh, do product of the week? Uh, Zach, what you got? Uh, so I got to spend some time again working on my uh, belt grinder, the Fear 2x72 belt grinder. I actually was just playing around getting used to getting more comfortable with grinding bevels since I have, um, oh, I forgot to talk about it this week. I'll talk about it next week. Uh, big forging class in Indiana. So I was practicing on doing some knives the other day. I posted a picture of one that I made on my Instagram um so yeah it's it's awesome what you got will uh i'd say my hitachi framing gun um just because i've been using it again (laughs) uh uh it's uh yeah it's framing gun for framing walls (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to get a battery operated one of those yeah that's cool Uh, yes no uh so i grew up when like pass load first first came out i was working on the job site oh, when pass yeah. loads first came out and the, like, I remember my first the, pass load and the cartridges and uh i just remember they were kind of finicky and the cartridges were, cartridges are expensive so i always like liked going back to the pneumatic you know compressor driven framing gun mm-hmm. um but i'd like to try out one of those battery powered ones because i think that would be you know freeing if you could work yeah freeing is a good word yeah. i don't think any of them drive uh, framing nails though i'm not sure no they don't okay I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm I'm really hard on framing guns though because I'm using them to like as my hammer too. So I'm like knocking around studs and making sure they're you know in the right spot and then shooting yeah. them in. So yeah. like I need that like magnesium body like you know. But anyway, hmm. James, what you got? <laughs> um, I have to go with my stone carving chisels. Oh yeah. Um, I just bought a set of carbide tipped stone carving chisels, and uh, that it was actually kind of one of those things that was a slightly eye-opening or reopening idea um, this week was that I'm used to thinking about carving in wood and I have these really, really good steel um, chisels for, for carving in wood. But then I would think about there aren't too many things harder than that. And would I want to take my good chisels and carve stone? (laughs) And then this whole sudden thought of what in the world do you actually carve with? And so I was starting to do some research on, you know, historical stone carving. And if you go all the way back to Egypt, they were using these bronze tools that they'd have to sharpen, um, you know, every 10 or so strokes. And I'm like, holy cow. Um, And so then this whole, the whole thing of, well, now, nowadays people use a uh, carbide, which you then still have to sharpen, you know, every 15 minutes or so. But, you know, that gets it round down to about where I would be sharpening with, uh, with, wood carving chisels. Um, and so it was kind of an interesting study into it. And they're, they're a very, very simple tool uh, was, you know, a, a wood carving, you have a handle and a complex design to it. Whereas um, a steel carving chisel is just a, a carbide rod with a sharpened tip on the end. And that's it, uh, you know, to make it comfortable to wrap leather around it. So it's not, you don't have as much vibration in your fingers. Um, so it's a, a really simple tool and I'm really looking forward to, to playing with mm. them more. Sounds fun. Yeah, we have some cold uh, cold chisels that we yeah. use for uh, bricks and stone chipping and things like that. Kind of junky ones. But yeah, they're yeah. not that great. They're not that nice. Yeah. yeah, these are all like, you know, like quarter inch, eighth inch tips. Oh, that's okay. Tiny. Or even smaller yeah. for, you know, minute, tiny carving. Huh. Hmm. Cool. Uh, well, I was thinking, I've uh, been doing like all this leather work lately, doing the backpack. And this is like, I just went to get this little knife. Uh, do you remember what this is called? Because no. I just don't remember what it's called. It's a, different, it's a particular type of leather knife. So it has a, like a blade inside it. Um, and so this is kind of what you would use where you would otherwise use like a razor blade. But a razor blade, you know, you, you, you replace. Whereas this, you actually remove, you know, loosen set the set screw so mm-hmm. that, you know, 
you bring it out and then you can sharpen this and you can uh, strop it so you don't huh. replace the blade and it's really cool when you do leather work especially mm-hmm. if you do cut any curves or anything um so it's really awesome you get a lot of control it's like a pen yeah it's like a pen mm-hmm. i like the uh it, it took a it was kind of weird but the the japanese skiving knives i have one of the you know oh yeah they're, they're uh, they almost look like a chisel mm-hmm. um that's mm-hmm. what i use and they're they're it's different but holy crap they are insanely sharp and uh they work really well too huh. but i haven't used one of those there's mm-hmm. a there's a uh, uh, on Instagram, there's a gold barker that Bar- has a gold bark leather. Gold bark leather, where they have a nice, a really nice knife uh, on there. It's it's almost like a skiving knife, but it's I think it's a regular for cutting. Uh huh. And uh, it's a lot of money, but it's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always mm-hmm. fun when you get into a different, uh, you know, subject. You know, like yeah, stone carving or leather working. All the tools because yeah. when you want to get everything, <laughs> so. It's half the fun yeah. of a new hobby. It's a whole new tool set. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we still, the one thing we have, the, the Tormux sent uh, the sharpening sent system. The, the Waterstone. The Waterstone, thing. yeah. I mean, we haven't opened it haven't yet. Haven't gotten but, uh, into it yet. Yeah. Uh, but looking forward to doing that. Yeah, yeah you got to have something to sharpen. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, I think we've all squandered another perfectly good hour. And I want to say <laughs> thank you to. Uh, Darwin Orber for being here and uh, you two are welcome back anytime. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. It was so much fun. So definitely go go check out the channel, uh, Darwin Orber channel on YouTube. And it is loaded with all sorts of great creating. Um, And as I've said, a a broad range of cool topics that it's always kind of fun to see what you're experimenting and playing with. So yes, um, that'll do it for this week. Uh, Next week we will be, uh, um, we will be doing the creator's photo challenge. So get those in and we'll be judging and we will be judging you (laughs) and choosing a new winner for that. Uh, That's about it until next time. Have a wonderful day. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the creators collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher and Google play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at creators collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.